Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. the sinner do, what he did or didn't do, introduce and send you, despite what he been through, you don't know what the sinner do, what he did or didn't do, introduce and send you, despite what he been through. Trey, one four, Riverfront Ock. What's good? Mercutio Moriarty. How's everybody doing today? It's a full, full house. You know what I'm saying? So we just gonna break it off with this. What's that? I ain't playing nothing. Oh my god! The enemy's catching on to us. What the? Oh get the strap! Get the strap, Aliyah, get the strap! They on us. What is that? What is that? Oh, you're oh. Playing them. I was. I didn't play nothing. I didn't touch nothing. Anyways, how y'all doing today? We're gonna go in a circle. Boom. Hi. Uh, what am I doing? Sorry. Introducing yourself. <laughs> 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 My name's Aaliyah Bailey. How y'all doing today? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up? It's Stefan. I'm back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, and it's Harper Asia. Nice to meet you guys. Uh-huh, y'all don't know worry about him. He's just <laughs> the other guy. See what happens when you miss when you miss one episode. Well, I know, it's like you a has been. Uh-huh. You a has been sucker. Get out of here. I'm flipping around. I can flip this, we can do our own thing. I can flip this, we can do our own thing with that. Pick it. So go ahead, it's you on now though. Oh shoot. Hey y'all. Um my name is Sohil and uh be back at it like a crack addict. If you want something, better go grab it. I don't want none of that. What you got for sale? <laughs> really? Yeah. Right. Where you no. at? Right. Ain't nobody smoking crack no more. Right. I was like, ain't nobody smoking crack no more. <laughs> Who's still smoking crack? That's what. Uh, what's his name? Hey, Who's still that's smoking me. crack these days? No, that's what Dax be saying. If you back none of that sugar booger <laughs> over here, bro. Sugar booger? It's called booger sugar, honey. Uh. All right. <laughs> What we got going on today in honor of Black History Month and in the Marcuccio Moriarty way, I want to give y'all a quick sociological overview of uh, the Bloods and the Crips. Basically, this show was supposed to be about the overall where the Bloods started out. So I'm going to say this. Um, First off, there was a gold rush from the South to California, and um, a lot of African-Americans were involved in that. Uh, A documentary called Bastards of the Party. With uh, the guy who played in, um, he's the one that shot Alonzo on Training Day, who was like, uh, we got you, blood. He's the man, his real name is Bone, and he's a member of Athens Athens Park Bloods. And um, he has a documentary called Bastards of the Party that explains it all. Very better than what I'm saying. But I want to give you an overall overview of it from a, a social work perspective because this was the case. The blood started, the name came from Vietnam. 
uh, young black males and white males who were usually undereducated. They didn't have much education. They really didn't have too much going on for them. They got drafted in the military, and that's basically where the term blood came from because they were shedding blood and they were fighting together. So today we're going to focus on, I'm going to really focus on, um, like, why the conflict, not necessarily why the conflict got started, but, like, how the Crips got started, uh, why the Bloods got started, and just why it still has an impact on society today. But I really want to honor the young brothers who died in Vietnam. I don't want them to ever be forgotten. And I want to show you a clip. We talk about violence and trauma. And when they were in Vietnam, I know a lot of people want to glorify going to war. But my mentor, 18Z, John, John Rich, the 82-year-old who fought four and a half, four, four tours, uh, three in Vietnam and one in the Pacific conflict, who said he loved fighting with African-Americans. And that's just he just loved being around him and he liked being able to work with them and give them opportunities because he's seen how hard it was. And he said that Hamburger Hill was the movie that was the most realistic. And they call each other blood in this particular scene, but I want you guys to see the mental state of these guys when they were in combat. And when I say uh, the last show we had, the causes of war and what people actually go through. Because, you know, we got people say, yeah, I'm ready to go to war. Yeah, let's go. But nobody in their right mind really wants to be in that type of situation. Especially think of yourself being from Indiana or Missouri and you don't you've never even left that city. And then you wake up one morning and you're in a different you're in a Pacific island where you got guys trying to kill you speaking a different language. And you got to hold an M16 and you barely even use a butcher knife. And you have to turn into an ultimate killer overnight. I want to show you the not so, uh, what we say, this may not, I, I love being a patriot, but I want to show you the true grit of war. Justin, can we go ahead and show him this clip? Mm-hmm. Doc. The scene is called Doc, and it's from a movie, uh, Hamburger Hill. So, like, this is how they cope. They just got through it with the intense combat. How they're coping. We got our cherries busted today, didn't we, Sarge? We got our cherries busted today, didn't we, Sarge? my people got killed. That's all that happened today. One of my people got killed. You knew that man wouldn't go slack off because he was short. You knew that brother was going to do his job. Then why didn't you put him on probation? Because he's one healthy individual. I got people in this fucking platoon that are so sick they wouldn't be allowed in the hospital. But out here they got a rock up move on press off. It don't mean nothing, man. It don't mean nothing. Come on, man. You owe it to yourself. Yourself. Don't mean nothing. Not a thing, man. Don't mean nothing. Not a thing. Not a thing. Don't mean nothing. Not a thing. Don't mean nothing. Not a thing. It don't mean nothing. Not a thing. It don't mean nothing. Not a thing. It don't mean nothing. Not a thing. Now that's real brotherhood you right there. So if you can't respect that, you're not a real blood. You don't really know your history. And that's something you need to know because that's where it came from. Now, um, the Vietnam War is where bloods particularly started. But as far as like Crips, there was a Watts riot in 65. And um, you know what? Let's not even hold them with that. We got that, right? Can we show can we show them the Crip? I'm gonna show y'all the first, the first for real Crip walk. The first real Crip walk too. Watch this. This is Cripple. <laughs> no, that's Snoop Dogg stuff, huh? 
No. Don't don't do that. No. We're going to give you the talent. The talent that we hope you're going to produce in your next show. And the young man that I'm going to introduce to you is a gentleman that should be a sensation. In fact, I know he'll be a sensation and he should be an inspiration to us all. Introducing at this time, Crip Heard. Take it away, Crip. <laughs> Introducing to you. Mr. Norman, we're going to give you the talent. Yellow. All right. It's still going, though. But anyway, so like I said, according to Bastards of the Party and prior knowledge, in California, white gangs uh, didn't like all the African Americans living in certain neighborhoods in Compton. Because uh, I don't think people know it, but Bush Sr. is originally from East Compton. Mm -hmm. He's from the same city as Easy E. That's people was like Easy E selling out. No, he actually was chilling with his basically his brother. They were from the same city, and that's why they connected and they started doing their thing. So um, and the cryptology, really, the crypt concept is kind of conservative if you actually think about it. Because yes, there is there is policy with the Black Panthers. There's Absolutely. an acronym for that. We yep. just saw that. So I want to say just I think it's safe to say that over time Raymond Washington, the CJ Fletchers, all of those other guys, it just came together to be a, a the Crip gang or Crip organization that was basically street. And um they were always hardcore guys. And um they were basically terrorizing California. Other the so were the white gangs, but like Stanley took in them you know, Raymond Washington died young, of course. Right. And that's how Stanley Tookie ended up being the poster boy, with there was some, which he had a lot of influence. There's no doubt about that. Um, guys were coming home from Vietnam. Okay. And we're not liking what was going on. Mm -hmm. So in 1972, on a particular day, a lot of independent gangs in California. I'm from former affiliate Bounty Hunter, Green Jackets, uh, Pie Rules. A lot of them met up on a certain street corner and said, "Okay, we ain't taking this no more." Right. And they got the theology from the bloods. That's why the culture is so. If you listen to um, the first um, Bloods and Crips tape, and you see like the Pyrula video, it's the the energy and how they congregate. Like uh, Big Homie Bone said, it's a disorganized organization. That's more of the bloods. A very, exactly. And the Crips are still. They were always very dominant and organized. And when I tell people in my story, for me, Bloods were always very embracing. I already liked Red. You could be tough and laid back. But now I see how how militant I am and how attracted to, I was to mili being military. That's why I would go that route as right. opposed to the other route. Because I'm not taking any discipline from Lokes. They definitely were disciplined. But it's just a different mentality. 
That's all it is, and I can see that. I'm gonna let the sister over here talk because. <laughs> Why me? You got a lot. Okay, so intro. Uh, you were also a guest that's supposed to be here. I am. So you're Stefan's guest. I am. And he said you had a te- you had something that could go along with today. So we're gonna shoot to you, and then we're gonna shoot to the sister over here, and then we'll shoot to some of them, and then come back over here. Cause you did some research, Rhonda did some research. I'm pretty sure you'll have something philosophical to say. And yeah, I got I got all kind I got all kinds of information. We we are completely covered on the on the history of from where the blood started. What happened, where the crypts started, and then how everything else has kind of snowballed into what it is today with the Black Lives Matter movement. Because, okay. believe it or not, a lot of this is actually really, really connected. Um, this is like, our research now, and this is her perspective, yeah, but it's is, still... A, this a, is my a, perspective and research that I have done and what I have, have learned over time. Like, you know, today's events with the nationwide protests and riots, the minor... Or the mirror, sorry. Uh, the fertile grounds that eventually led to the creations of the crypts and later the bloods. On August 11th in 1965, uh, Marquette Fry, actually, a black man from Watts, was pulled over from reckless driving. Uh, he failed a sobriety test and the police attempted to arrest him. He resisted with the help of his mother. Um... And the police began to strike him with a baton, which, hello, police brutality. Because they what, color, what color is his skin? They were going down south recruiting racist police on purpose, recruiting guys who were in the Ku Klux Klan and hiring them. I couldn't have said it better myself. At Los Angeles Police Department. They knew exactly. what they were doing. They did. And um, rumors quickly spread about the police hitting a pregnant woman. Mm. At the scene, um, and from August 11th to the 16th of 1965 is actually when the Watts riots kicked in. Um, let's see. So the segregation and the police brutality were the norm back in the 60s. Um, more blatant than today, but persistent. Uh, that made the rumor a whole lot more plausible and... A lot of people, like, especially with how the segregation, the racism was so much more prominent back then, it made it harder on the African-American people to rise up from that segregation and that police brutality. And it's not just police brutality that kicked in, but it was also brutality from other white people who were like, no, your color doesn't match Spook hunters. Exactly. And that is that is that so was a gang that was literally still hanging black people from trees in the fifties. While they say it was a long time ago, no, they literally right. were still doing it in the sixties. It's so wrong, but on so many levels that I'm just I'm blown away. So by, yeah, they were going to form a militia and start fighting back. And of course, if right. you got thirteen, fourteen year olds, like she said, you killed Huey, you started taking out all the other leaders. It was over with Huey. I'm not trying to defend wrong, but no, 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 absolutely. But in those situations, that's the leaders that they had, right? Like Nip, Nip, hands down. We know this. If you know anything about him, he pretty much was that guy. We talking Nipsey Hussle, right? Yes, yeah, ma'am. All right, we, <laughs> we we definitely know that was our guy, and that's why if you knew anything about him and had any type of I don't care if he had any influence on you. You know it was a loss when we lost him because he was somewhat that leader that we had that we knew you could trust. Like LeBron. You don't hear about them cheating on their wife, beating on a woman, no, always getting not. in trouble. But you did see Nipsey slap the, put the crip hand, reach back and slap you if he had to. <laughs> you know, he was telling you, I'm educated, but you ain't finna, put, but you ain't finna piss in my hand and tell me it's rain. And exactly. that's what we need, like the Dick Gregory. So that's why exactly. your brother here. That's why we here, you know. So going back to this. Yep, the Crips started. The leaders Correct. were gone. The Watts riots popped off. They sent the Army National Guard. They really couldn't handle that community because they didn't know. Just like Vietnam, they just were sending they, soldiers into They weren't into aware range. of how big the community really was. Mm. And they weren't expecting the type of uprise that they had, especially with the Black Panthers. That's when the Black Panthers rose up. Having shootouts, six-hour shootouts with the police in Oakland. Like, you want to get it? Like, my set, Bounty Hunters, this on the news, shotgun shooting back. We're known, my big homies are known for just fighting back. 
You know, but look at what era they came from. They couldn't play no games with you. You right. know, and you, I'm seeing stuff on TikTok or little videos where you see stuff like that, and I'm like, it's all good when, but you know, that's not what it is. So exactly. I wanted to take this opportunity to show like the real bloods came from Vietnam, bro. Like, and it was that was this is no laughing matter. There was nothing glorif- There's nothing to glorify. And if yeah. you saw where it came from and you saw what you're doing now, you should be very ashamed of yourself. Not to mention like the fact that. Uh, there's a lot of parallels with what happened in Vietnam and what happened here. Speak on it. Because um, in here, like, there were innocent bystanders. There were people that were just trying to do their jobs, go to work, you know, mm. try to make some sort of living. For like the ga- the drive-bys and the retaliation shootings? Yeah, and the same thing happened with Vietnam because the Viet Cong were, like, they were like the... What started? Can you kind of put emphasis on what started it, the Vietnam War? Because John said it was a rich man's war. He'll say the unemployment rate was down. 18Z will say the unemployment rate was down, and they just saw there's an opportunity to go and get some resources. I mean, it, his Frank just, Lucas and the heroin and uh, supplying and said, you know, giving it. <laughs> make, <laughs> well, with um, the way that America, like, I, I have friends that serve, so. I'm not saying all of them are bad, but like definitely with, not. But with how wars are starting to evolve into more or less a um, <sighs> struggle for resources—not a struggle, but for like a dominance of resources, or which is one of the ten causes of war. And comparing who's got the bigger militia, and I'm using that as a euphemism. <laughs> but um, with I got ha- you. <laughs> but with um. Vietnam, it was very much a... Uh, I believe that was, like, one of the first wars that initiated the draft. Yeah. Which is disgust. Like, in terms of, like, super wars, I get it, but when it's something that doesn't have any kind of, like, merit or source of validation, whereas it was more or less rich people were... But hurt over a certain like legal or business plan going off, they started poking at the you know the government that they had in their pockets, and one thing led to another, and it snowballed. And and the draft was the key thing. The draft because who got drafted? Who attended? Who usually got drafted? What American soldiers would usually get drafted and sent to the war? Whoever knows can just shout it out there people who had no opportunities at all and that they were shown pretty pictures of yeah you can, if you do this you'll have all of these benefits and everything and it sucks but it's still a it's still a recruitment tool say it again that this pretty picture you know that now Justin now is the best time to play why I'm here Okay, we got another quick scene from this movie. <laughs> this is the best time now to play. Thank you for saying that. That's the final little thing from that movie. Because this is going to... Is there like a quote that said that the Vietnam War is the only war we like legitimately lost? Like, Are we, it, And it don't mean like, nothing. It, That's what the whole play was like. It don't like... You'll see... That's why they were saying it. Like, we don't mean, like... But imagine having to tell yourself we don't mean nothing. I'm always hearing about that. It's overrated. Well, you're right about everybody loving everybody back there, sir. They, uh... They tattoo it to their foreheads. And, uh... They wear love buttons on their... flower shirts, you know? Yeah, they love everybody back there. Cats, dogs, niggers, spicks, kikes, wops, mix, grease balls. Yeah, and they're real fond of Luke the Gook back home. Y'all can believe that. They got buttons for him, too. Yeah. They love everybody but you. I was medevaced 
after Doc Tobe. There was a hill. And uh, we were met at Oakland by uh, pretty little things, you know what I mean? I mean, they had hair down below their asses, you know? And they had bags full of dog shit. Well, don't mean nothing. I'm back from the Nam, man. Nothing ever gonna bother me again. I get home, wife is sitting cross-legged on the floor. Kids is running around barefoot. There's a hairhead taking a leak in the john. Sorry about that, I said. <laughs> that don't mean nothing either. I go down to Paulie's for a beer. Old man Finnegan's doing shooters. That police is born, I drank Valley. Send them home in a rubber bag with members missing stamped on it. Don't mean nothing. Don't mean nothing except he keeps getting phone calls from these kids, college kids, saying how glad they was that his boy was killed in Vietnam, Republic of, by the heroic people's army. They're sitting right on top of this fucking hill. That's why I'm here. <laughs> we straight now. It don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing. But anyway, what you were saying, when they got home, like he said, when they got home off the plane, they were getting feces thrown at them. So obviously, that was a soldier who was served a lot of tours. And they were asking, well, why do you keep going back? When you come home, why do you keep coming back? And he's telling you this is why. Because I, I, this is how I get treated when I come home. So basically, he probably wants to go. He probably wants to come back to die. I mean, that's just the morbid reality of being in war. But that's blood. That's where it came from. That white man right there was part of the blood. Anyway, that's the origin. And that's the unity together. Because they were all together at that point in time. You know, so what John told me is that when he was behind enemy lines, it, he seen some of the most racist people. When it came down to it, they wouldn't racist no more because that's all they had right there was that person to survive with. Um, Although, did you notice in that first clip that you showed that even though that they were in the same unit, the there was still a were separation. Yeah. yeah, like there wasn't no like commingling or anything. They stood on one side of the little clearing and. The other, like, stayed on the other side. So, brotherhood really, like... Frontline, fr there's still separation. Frontline had a... Uh, Frontline had the Viet the first Bloods in Vietnam, uh, like, in the 80s. They did a special documentary, and I watched it. They said that the day that Martin Luther King got killed, there were, like, white supremacists who had the Confederate flag up. And they knew what it was. So they were, like, indirectly throwing spears at the brothers. And sometimes, like... When you had a, a a black man that was basically talking too much, they would send him to a, a, a platoon where they knew he would die. They would send him somewhere on purpose so he would get killed. That's one of the reasons why they were arguing in that scene. He felt as if you were just putting him there because he's so expendable because he's black. That was part of why they were arguing. So he sometimes you had to make decisions like that, though. But it was true. If you had rank, sometimes I read the knowledge. They could step over a private. Just depending on your rank, they could use you, man. It's crazy. It's really crazy. But that's one of the reasons why we do the um, War Story Wednesdays, just to kind of give you some pre-education. You did some stuff. Give you some speak. I'm about to give you some speak. Hold on. Flip this on. Flip the camera. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I, uh, 
I feel like the Vietnam War doesn't get as much uh, uh, coverage or attention as World War One and World War Two. I mean, those obviously in the name you hear World War. You know what I'm saying? So like Vietnam War, that's it's more um, concentrated in one area. But still, there was a lot of people that that uh, there was a lot of casualties that I didn't even know about. You know what I'm saying? There was like a lot of people that passed in the in, the, in that decade span plus. You know what I'm saying? Like. There was over like fifty thousand people that passed. American, you know what I'm saying, soldiers. That was that was nuts. That was crazy to learn about that. I read you that stat. You know, I yeah. did read that stat yeah. though. That, that was, was cr- that was wild. That's 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 the same. You know what I'm saying. So, um, um, I remember the first introduction I got to the Bloods was with the uh, the movie The Five Bloods on mm. Netflix. Uh, uh, the late great Chadwick Boseman's last film. That he shot before he passed. He is in it. Yeah, and uh, um, that movie was uh, it meant a lot more uh, to me because of that fact, and also it's, it was uh, uh, directed by Spike Lee, um, I believe, and um, it was a great film. Um, I learned a lot from that movie. You could see the effects, or the actors did a great job of portraying the uh, the. Uh, um, is that based on? Is it based on a true story? I don't know. No. no, like true events. They used a lot of like. Uh, um, he they, probably used the story to tell another story. Yeah, to basically. go back in time and tell the history or something. Yeah, show yeah. a little. Yeah. So um, it was uh, you know, uh, the the veterans, the black veterans going back to Vietnam, and then uh, there was just you know people was looking at them crazy. They were like calling them GI, and um, um, you know. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was crazy to watch that and see the, uh, um, the effects, or rather, not not the effects, but like the the history that they kind of like help, you know what I'm saying? Envelope in that film, like it was it was cool seeing that on display, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I need to watch that movie right there because that that movie feel I feel like that's more, you know what I'm saying? True to after knowing, yeah, after when John told me because he was a uh, John was a spe- he was the first generation Green Beret and he was a drill instructor. And he's a certified dude. He's got a PhD in engineering. He like his family designed the towers down. And he's my mentor. He's the one that gave me all those books. These are his books. This is this man's mind. You know what I'm saying? I read. I'm his student. So it's like when people, when he told me about the JFK letters, when he sat down and told me the stuff he told me, he made a man out of me in about three months. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I I was like, man, we can cut this damn TV off. And I had a notebook and a pencil, and my coffee, and I was just listening to this man writing down everything I could. And that's all I did. And, you know, his family, 11th, 11th century Germans, actually. 11th century Germans. We've talked about that. So he taught me as much about German, the Hitler, and Mein Kampf. Hey, man had me reading everything, okay? We're just going to put it like that. So when people come to me and they start talking some certain business, I just be like, okay, whatever, dude. You know what I'm saying? Because I can look at I'm just telling you. Anyway, I've seen it's different. It's a different type of feeling when you're around a man who was actually there. Yeah. You know? So as far as, like, um... The Bloods, where did you get as far as the street gang and from when they were like in Vietnam? Did you find anything like that? Well, I want to get your thoughts on that. You there was a, um, I wasn't able to find as much information on that. There was a, a, a video or a documentary, rather. It was like uh, on YouTube, I think, that I, I started watching it, but it, it didn't really delve into too much the uh, the correlation or yeah. how it at, it transitioned into um, the bloods here in the United States. Um, you got something to say about that? I yeah. have. I'm, I'm gonna wait my turn. Go ahead, because you when you raised up though, you want you got something to say? Oh no, she can go ahead. She can go no, ahead. you can go ahead, babe. Go for it. We all been yapping. Go for all it. Right. Um, I can't speak so much um, from a perspective of like. Vietnam and the Bloods, like whenever they originally came in, um, or whenever the, everything originally started, but from a more like modern day perspective, being affected, you know, personally by by different gangs and like what that looks like, and especially from a poli- policy perspective, um, it's, it's very interesting seeing the policies that came out of that time in like the 1960s because we had the civil rights movement, right? And we we want to think about um, you know desegregating schools and the voting rights acts and all that kind of stuff, but a lot of those policies they they built in these different ways to still try to make sure that black people wouldn't get too much power. Mm. And keeping people impoverished and and keeping them uneducated in certain ways, um, and that that still happens today. Like right now, in our own Missouri legislature, we have a bill that is 
to support charter schools and take away from public schools. And all of that is, uh, it, it is done on purpose. Um, it's something that has never really stopped. But getting back to you know, the specific topic of, um, you know, di- different gangs and things, my, um, or let's start, let's start with war. So my grandfather, Raymond Bailey, he went... I can't remember which war was going on in the 90s. He had went off. Desert off Storm. Th- yes, yes. So that's, um, or no, the late, in the late conflict, 80s. Yeah. Cold War, <clears throat> Cold War era. Mm-hmm. So he, he had went off, um, but then he ended up being dishonorably discharged. And when we were talking about the way that our soldiers are treated when they come uh-huh. back, he really needed, what he could have used was a lot of support and like mental health resources. And of course, I know in, in like the 80s and 90s and stuff, they didn't have a whole lot of that anyway, but especially for our veterans, you know, we, we really need no, to see that didn't. when they're coming back, you know, as they're coming back. Middle Eastern <laughs> conflict time. That's why I'm going to distinguish it as. It was just one of those little battles they were mm-hmm. having with the Middle East, I'm going to say. Because they've been going at it with them since like the 80s. And to be fair, the reason it's called the Cold War is because... There isn't like a lot of like true battles that are fought. It's more under the table war. Mm-hmm. It's not gunfire. It's not missile launches. It's not this. It's more who can get the most information out of the other person. It just sucks that it was. I think if memory serves, about who's gonna win in the nuclear power source and. um what you said with the VA is really true because there's a lot of soldiers that, I mean, the whole 22 min every 22 minutes a soldier commits suicide mm. because yep. they don't have the proper resources from the VA or from the first clip you seen his myth you seen how he was looking when he's just shell shock yeah like he and it's it's then you come home with that. It, it, and you join a gang. You can't take a shower and it just washes off. That's a. That's what I. Yeah. That's gonna. That's a state in your brain that's not gonna go away without proper treatment. And the fact that homelessness within the veterans, people that have literally done everything that they've done to promote the American way, and they don't get treated right. They don't do anything for our veterans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was, okay, now grandfather, there was something else you're going to get at. That. Yeah, uh, well, just going back to the root the root causes of, you know, you said for, for the soldiers, why were they going off to war? Um, and why are people um, back home forming these, you know, various different gangs? It's It all leads back to, to poverty and inequality in America, and that has never gone away. Um, you know, uh, like I was saying, we're, we're still dealing with that today. Um, and so these pe- these kids who are starting off life and they're seeing these um you know like like you said the images of oh well you know we're going to pay for your education you know we're going to you're going to make some money or you're going to get to travel the world i know that especially like with the vietnam war and all that that was the big you know you're going to travel the world you're going to see all these different countries um but they really weren't weren't provided for so then it's like all right well we got to provide for ourselves somehow how are we going to come together as a community um you know, whether you think that what the, the Bloods and Crips and, you know, all them did was right or wrong, at the end of the day, like, we have to support ourselves if our government isn't going to. And, I mean, that that is what it is. I can't fault somebody for that. And the motorcycle clubs, the yeah. wild mm-hmm. ones. That was another thing I wanted to get at. And the, the silical, the motion of um, not having this, the assessment <laughs> or the screens. Well, whatever, they but. can hear me. Without having <laughs> yeah. the motion or the screens, you know, it, it just... All that just created a catastrophe. That was just throwing more wood in the fire. So everything was just bad, 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 bad. And the thing was, the same thing was happening in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Same thing was happening in all these different yeah. cities. So the genius, I understand, it's a hard knock life. Makes me think, you know, the way JC loves Marcy is why people don't understand from, from the wild ones, the motorcycle clubs. The genius I see is what I fell in love with. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's as simple as the Sons of Anarchy episode. Right, and that's something that... So I always knew more about, um, like, gangs from, like, the cities and things like that, or, like, black gangs from my from my dad. He was involved. Um, but I didn't know so much about, the like, the motorcycle gangs until my best friend, his... Um, he 
has some knowledge about that and like seeing the support that he's got from his own community um, as he's gone through different different tragedies in his life um, he's very young like I am um, and he, he went through a lot really young and just seeing how they really uplifted him you know that's what that's what it's really um, you know th- that is what gives makes me feel good it makes me feel like okay we need to figure out how to support these communities instead of vilifying them and just you know we can talk like today we can talk about like gun violence in the city and why that started whatever and you know if we just take it back to the like I said the root the root causes of all this and we see you know these people aren't to blame it's our policies that are to blame and how do we um you know just provide more and provide better for them yeah 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 we're gonna apply apply there's a reason people are acting this way you know she's been real deal though like (laughs) she actually ran for office because I know people there are people uh probably just going through here this isn't like Facebook TikTok where like they'll maybe be able to see it later and with it being so early in the 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 energy on TikTok it's a little different to flow but people don't understand that she's a real politician. Like, she really does this. So, she's credible with her words. You know what I'm saying? We're not just a bunch of idiots sitting around here talking. We actually are giving you some food for thought. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, what violence feeds profit, essentially speaking, like, it feeds to the agendas of the wrong people. And I think I just opened up a can of worms right here. No, so one thing, <laughs> one thing that the Biden administration has done is ended for profit, for profit prisons with an executive order, and I'm so, I'm so excited about that. So that's something once again that I have felt personally. I have two brothers right now that are incarcerated in Illinois, and um, you know like you so you're saying like violence feeds profit i mean it absolutely does and we have these for-profit prisons they get paid based on how many people are in those prisons they want people to be going going to jail get you know getting sentenced these these long sentences for like little marijuana crimes and stuff like that and i i absolutely believe that that was a right step um for finding real justice for these communities you know whether it's um you know minor minorities or people that are just like low income and, and stuff like that because um, yeah, they as long as poor profit, poor, for profit prisons existed, then they were all they were always going to find a way to make sure that there were prisoners in there. Um, exactly, and that's, regardless of overcrowding and everything too. They right. they don't matter. They, they, don't yeah, they don't care how many people it's, they have it's to money sell. In their pocket. Mm-hmm. It's as long as Why they, don't they have they a just head stop count. Breaking the law in. Why don't they just stop? It has nothing games? to do with breaking the law. You could be black on a Tuesday eating fun dip on a corner store. All right. Her. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter. <laughs> It does not matter. You could be black yeah. on a Tuesday. I had a buddy of mine who literally got arrested for being black on a Tuesday, sitting on a curb, eating fun dip. So you mean they came up to him? He came up, arrested him. Exactly. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. You're Looks black like you're going you to jail. You're coming with me. No, and the and the thing too is like this, like this is so real, and some people, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> some people just don't don't believe it. So like my um my, I gotta see that ticket. <laughs> well, well, and it's, don't forget to fund it. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have to get a hold of my buddy Eric for that because it legitimately happened, and it was just absolutely ridiculous. He tried to charge him with some absolutely bogus thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's when we look at laws like with loitering, um, Rico Act. Improper, well, like improper lane usage. You didn't use your your blinker right, you know, stuff like that. Um, the the new Jim Crow was a book. I, I can't remember the author. It was um, it came out maybe five or so years ago, um, and and she, the author, talks about this, like how um, specifically with those uh, moving violations, there was a Supreme Court case where they said, like, yes, you can just pick at any of these little things to pull somebody over, and it really went back to uh, white cops, especially in the South, finding reasons to try to arrest black men specifically, but, you know, black, you know minorities in general, really, um, to help feed, you know, feed this pipeline. Of, of, it's just another, another way that slavery didn't necessarily go away. It just evolved. It just looks different today. Absolutely. I could not agree with you more on what you just said. And, you know, you can talk about, like, oh, well, just don't break the law. But, I mean, you can't tell me that there's anybody in here that's ever just, like, not, 
forgot to use their blinker or maybe they like I don't know what 500 feet <laughs> looks like you know what I'm saying <laughs> I appreciate you <laughs> hey, we're don't here. it feel so different today <laughs> usually you, it's so you much aggression too much testosterone this is dope I like it feel like when Trump got put out of office I'm sorry you're gonna have to bleep me <laughs> I don't care. I ain't, I'm just kidding. I'm just, but it did feel peaceful. I'm just saying it just it's felt been a so little bit nicer. more peaceful. That's all. I'm gonna admit to it. Cause like the minute he got it off, it was like war zone. Everybody showed their butt. Everybody, everybody oh, yeah. showed their butt, and y'all know it. Everybody and now showed their butt. Absolutely everybody's got worse. just like. Ooh, woosa. everybody's doing yoga right now. Like mm-hmm. nobody's fighting about it. Nobody's mm-hmm. arguing about the the transition of office. Nobody's arguing about the transition of power. Sure, Trump is being a big baby about it, but well, that's. Well, I mean, there was there was like that the in, in, insurrection yeah. <laughs> on the six. But I guess Trump was still sorry, president. Sorry, sorry. I don't. I'm I'm a I'm not an anarchist, but excuse me. I like um, donut breath. Knowledge, knowledge <laughs> is power. So I, you know, I like that. Whoever is the best for the job for the people is all I'm really concerned right about. Right now, so. I'm, I'm proud of what mm-hmm. Biden has been doing. He's been doing a lot to help with the, the global crisis. She can say that. Mm-hmm. The global she crisis. Too. I can. I can and I will because he's actually paying attention to the global crisis that's going on with global warming and the that's environment. So, mm-hmm. well, it is extremely it, important. You know, <laughs> especially with it being Black History Month right now, let's talk about this global crisis and how it is disproportionately affecting <laughs> African American communities. Talk Absolutely. about it. And there are so many... Um, like I've been reading all these different reports and how you know they're trying to help care officials are trying to or analysts are trying to find the the information about okay well how many vaccines have been dis- distributed and who are they going to and they aren't even trying to like release the information I don't know if they just like aren't trying to give it out or if they just don't have it together well, see, enough exactly, or what because they but, keep claiming that they don't have enough mm-hmm. where are they but then because they're look, distributing so many. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they here? Why aren't people like me in the first wave supposed to be getting our vaccinations for this this deadly the virus that could kill me? Off. Why why are we not They're doing it? Why are we not having enough vaccinations mm-hmm. to help the elderly, mm-hmm. the people who matter the most, frontline workers, elderly? The black community is suffering as it is. Yeah, and when you but when you look at the maps, like I just saw a map about St. Louis. Um, I think it was just the city. I don't think it included the county. And you look at where vaccines have been dis- distributed, and then you look at the race distribution. Guess what that it's looks all like? Prominently and white. it's like you can't tell me that this stuff does not really exist. And I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna complain about it. Myself. <laughs> My mom actually had a friend who got really sick from the vaccination, but it could have just been an allergic reaction like me. I'm allergic to the Pneumovax. I ended up in the hospital for two weeks with cellulitis and a huge inflammation in my arm that almost killed me. I almost lost my arm because of it. A vaccine. It can happen. People can have adverse refects refects? effects to different types of medications. It all depends on the strain that's in the vaccination itself. And also, if the doctor cleans the skin properly, if they don't clean the skin properly, you're putting germs into the human body. So, that's making people sick. What worries me is they're going to start distributing these vaccinations to the African-American community. And we're going to see a large number of people start dying from contaminated vaccinations. Mm. That's something that worries me. Mm. Yeah, um, I, I it's reality. Really, I really um, believe in the, the vaccine. Uh, I was going to get it myself, unfortunately, uh, whenever I was... Like the day before I was set to get it, I was diagnosed with COVID. So now I'm just trying to wait to see how long I have to wait before I can get it again. Um, but I do plan on getting it. Um, you know, I I believe that it is absolutely safe. That's why I do plan on getting it myself. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, holding holding our healthcare workers and our um, you know accountable to make sure they're doing their job right. But also, we need to make sure that we have the the policies in place to make sure our health departments are funded correctly and have so the resources she had it. She lived so they um yes, Trump had it too. Yes, and COVID, I mean it really is not anything to play with. Um so I had asthma prior to uh, or just like in general like I have asthma. Um prior to having COVID, I maybe had like 
one asthma attack a year, maybe like in the fall or the spring. I've consistently been, you know, struggling with that. Um, now since December, um, I'm still very tired. I'm surprised I made it here by 10 o'clock today because I just like cannot get up. There's, you know, so you there are some. Me, so that's yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there, there are continuing effects. Like this virus is not a joke. And I'm so happy that there are people that they got it. They were mildly sick or maybe they didn't even have symptoms. That is great for them. That is great right. for them. But it is still very serious. We have seen over, um, you know, well over 400,000 people have, have died from it in the U.S. already. Um, you know, not even to mention how many people that have died globally. We need to take this seriously. We need to continue to wear our masks. Like, you know, I got mine right now. Um, try to stay home as much as possible. Definitely, you know, not getting into those big, those big um you know, big groups. I know I see a lot of people with, with the, you know, weddings and those types of big life events. I understand how important that would be personally. However, you don't want to go and be getting everybody sick. So, you know, we want to try to follow the rules, Um, you know, about the vaccine. I I do believe in it. I do believe that we need to get people vaccinated. Um, And we just, and we need to just uh, keep educating about it. So Pfizer or Moderna. What? Pfizer or Moderna. Um, I believe the one I was gonna get was uh context Moderna, real quick context <laughs> those are the two brands that you can that, yeah. that, that, that administer yeah. the vaccine so you said you said which one I think Pfizer was the one that I was gonna get but I mean either one like yeah. I don't have yeah. like a preference right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no I mean some people they just want to go with Pfizer because that's the name that everybody hears some people say, that's true warning 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 ten minute warning all right now hold on hold on hold on hold on let me flip this camera around. <laughs> I'm just saying, cause uh, I want to get some some. You know what? All good things must come to an end. This is it for today's show. I think we covered it pretty well, so we're probably gonna have a different type of concept next Wednesday. Everybody's still welcome. Um, I don't know what any suggestions. Just let me know. But I think we did a pretty good job for Black History Month today. So I'm just gonna give everybody a big round of applause for the bloods, the crabs. Yeah, everybody well. Without you know, I, I want to ask you a question, bro. What's that? Why 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 do you not want to take the vaccine? Why do you not feel comfortable taking the vaccine? You you specifically. What's your reason? Because you've been that was your stance for a while now. So. Don't want to take it. Uh, I feel like there hasn't exactly been enough yeah. research for a lot of people to be it's comfortable too with new. it. Yeah. It's too no, new. I feel you. No, I, I'm. I'm. I'm I the same way. Like, and I've heard a lot of ninety percent like effectiveness statistic before it even got administered. I was like, bro, like right, I like how many trials did they run <laughs> in that short period of time? Like can't you know? Um, it's it's a good question. You know, it's mm. it's legit, but. It's, I understand why a lot of people are very iffy about this vaccination yeah. because they're they're so quick to push this thing out that there really hasn't been a trial study to see what the long term effects of this vaccination could possibly be. So I get it. Right. You know, I get why he he's a little skeptical. Even I'm a little skeptical, Me and too. I have I have terminal lung disease like you. I have asthma. I have chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. I'm a CF carrier. And, you know, I have my own, you know, severe health issues where I even worry about getting the vaccination. I watched my mom fight COVID. She almost died. Like, she was so sick. She lost, like, I want to say about 10 pounds just from laying around, not being able to eat, not being able to drink. Sick as a dog. Couldn't get up. She's got brain fog. She can't remember things. It's almost like an onset of dementia for her. And she's young. And we're talking about a woman who is tatted like me, rides motorcycles, and is smart as a whip, and she forgets where she put her keys. Like, this is not normal for this woman. And COVID has a lot of effects not only on the lungs, but on the brain as well. So that's something that they really need to sit and look at in these trial tests that they're using for these vaccinations. What exactly does it do to the body? I... (sighs) What... Um, and, and yeah, just kind of in response to that, you know, I think that it is really important. So like for, for the most part, um, I've worked in like health and social services, but I didn't ever think about or care about how our medicine was made, like how our vaccines and stuff was made. Um, so whenever they first started talking about, you know, oh, they, they're working on this vaccine or whatever. And I was like thinking, oh, well, it hasn't even been that long. Like, how could they develop this? Um, so one thing that is really important to know is that it's they didn't like just start from square one 
back in December of 2019 when they first discovered this virus. So, um, I don't know if y'all, and I'm probably probably the only one that's too young to remember, like, SARS, uh, I think it was in 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that's a similar a similar virus that they had already been working on, like, treatments for, things like that. Right. So, they were able to use what they are, the knowledge that they already had for um, coronaviruses that are in the same either class or family. I may not be, I'm not totally up on my, on my medical terminology here for this, but, um, you know, they were able to use the information that they already had to then create this virus. So that, that's one thing that I hope maybe helps some people feel a little bit more at ease that this wasn't, this vaccine wasn't just, they did not just start it in December, 2019. They were going off of, you know, years of, of medical knowledge that they had prior to that. Um, yeah. So, you know, and (laughs) I mean, me personally, I I am definitely going to be vaccinated. I have to be because of my health. You know, I I just survived dealing with three different types of cancers in, you know, probably, what, eight months? Something like that. I was 28 years old. I lost both breasts and then my entire reproductive system by the time I was 30. So, you know, I... I am. I am a survivor. I am here. We got some strong women on this show today. Hey. Yeah. Girl, get it. Clip that. That's you what we saying? do. Like, you know, women, we, we're this tough. Is a great episode. So, we're tough. Is a great episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all, y'all great. Five minutes. I wanted him to rap. He got real deep. Listen, 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 listen. Um. So, like I said, in April. Part of what uh, what's going on right now is that we're encouraging men to change their perspective and empower women. So we're really going to be digging into that. Like I said, uh, that's what's up. If you ain't with the movement, get the way. If you don't want to get involved, <laughs> I just might put hands on you. Because if 90, 91% of the abuse and violence against women and children is because of a man, then it has to be our fault and not theirs. So, yes. I am urging every man to change his perspective on how we treat women. And even if you think you're the knight in shiny armor, check yourself and self-evaluate. And let's reevaluate. Yes, I'm doing that. I'm saying this straight up. Straight up from Uncle Son Ali. Get it together and treat the, tr- the, treat the queen. Well, like. let me get that gavel. Uh, you want the gavel? Let me, let me get that gavel. Gavel. Dismissed. Dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. You got some bars for us today? I can, I can, yeah. You got it? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> you want a DMA? I'm tired of shit. Hold on, let me flip this around. There you go. You think you got it today? I'm tired of shit, so the energy gonna be low, but we gonna try to push Man, you better it. wake up. Well, I ain't trying to hear none of that. Right, right. Get a donut in you, bro. You got a donut. Hey. Let's go. Uh, let's wind it down a little. Hey, Justin, turn up the sound a little. My name is Soul Hill. I like to clown a little. I'm wavy with the Mars. You might drown a little. Uh, okay. You might drown a little. Hey, you might drown a little. All right, hold on. All right. Drake, is he fake? Uh. We got Stefan in the cut. He a cook, so you know he get you right in the gut. Got Stefan. He cook, so you know he got you right in the gut. I'm thinking he got some boys. I just think that he's stuck. Uh. Here I come. Share rock. Hit a luck. Hit a pot. Hit a smoke. But you don't do that. I'm gonna pass it to the right hand, but. She don't eat it. So, <laughs> he'll smoke with me. But he got that baby. We can't do it. He ain't got that luxury. Uh. Sometimes it be like daddy daycare. And that's okay. No pilgrim. No Mayfair. Uh. I'll be knocking him out like De La Hoya. Boy, I am the one. I, I, I don't know no chick named Toya. Uh. You get it? I put some semen in her belly. I ain't no R. Kelly. Just make sure that's your baby. Different rhyme. That came from the head. That wasn't nothing that I remember from a page. Uh. Go ahead, dog. It's all right. All right. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Hey. I put him on spot, so it's all hey. good. What do I say? Oh, all right. There's a pandemic in this world. We all in quarantine, but shit is still popping like folk with acne. Let me ask a question to all my homies. <laughs> 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 you got to all right. All right. All right. What I say? What I say? I said acne, um, pandemic, 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 like acne. Let me ask a question to all my homies. Which one of y'all gonna take the vaccine? Hey. Oh, hey. The Piper. Hey. Uh, what did the you say? Uh, you take the vaccine? Uh, I ain't take it. You ain't take it. I'm trying to. 
But <laughs> who am I lying to? I ain't gonna take that sh- right now, but I might take it right now. I gotta. We good. We good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we got this minute left. Trey will fall with the front arc. Bye bye on behalf of everybody. Marcusio Moriarty, tune in. The family's just getting bigger. You know what I'm saying? Your music to mycitymyradio.com. Uh, we're gonna start setting up TikToks and we're gonna start annihilating y'all with the encourage everybody to uh, end all violence against women and children. We coming for you, man boys. I'm coming for you, man boys. I'm coming for you. We out. Alright. <laughs> Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At US Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.